Hey everybody, welcome to hey. the newest episode of Hello and Adieu. Yeesh. We had a great time recording it. Yes. John's going to tell you about the kind of stuff that we were talking about. Thanks for the intro, Mathis. We <laughs> we talked about quite a bit today. Uh, we talked about um, the new Beauty, Beauty and the Beast teaser trailer, which we had conflicting views on, um, which is a theme today. <laughs> oh my God, it is a theme. I just realized that yeah, after right? you said it. Um, we talked about the recasting of James Bond, um, and conflicting views, conflicting views. Again, we answer an email about, uh, our trailer reaction to Ghostbusters, which, um, in the trailer reaction, we had conflicting views on how good or not good the Ghostbusters uh, movie will be. And then we, you know, top it off with conflicting views about evil. Um, and we kind of really delve into different stories that we've had with, um evil or dark presences or evil evil lucifer and um we also then kind of go into where we started with our journey on evil and kind of where we are now and a lot of in between and anything else matthias i don't think so i don't think so it was fun um we didn't yell at each other yeah in case you're wondering we're still friends after an entire episode of disagreeing about things we're, we're getting good at disagreeing, special. though. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Not Honestly, mean. it's just because I don't care what you say. Well, then. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> enjoy the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, enjoy the show. Um, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at hello and to do, or you could send us an email. You can get a part of our conversations or send us questions about things that you want us to talk about. And that's uh, oh, yeah. hello and to do at gmail.com. H E L L O A N D I D. No, A D I E U at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. One job. <laughs> One job. <laughs> yeah, adieu is spelled A D I E U. Yep. Hello and adieu at gmail.com. Good job. Uh, and rate, subscribe. Yeah. Review us on iTunes. Help other people find the podcast. It helps them do that. Uh, and have a great time. Have the best time, guys. Eat some M&M's, maybe some popcorn, and just buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Yep. Enjoy. Hi, Mathis. Hey, John. How you doing? I'm doing good, Mathis. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I am enjoying the beginning of this Memorial Day weekend. Yes. With uh, heaps and heaps of writing. It's been good, though. Wow. I don't know why. I just thought you were going to say heaps and heaps of rice. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I think I must associate heaps with rice. Well, let me tell you, John, (laughs) it's not just Memorial Day that eat heaps and heaps of rice. It is all of the time. Right. I know. I know. Rice. 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 <laughs> that's rice. That's rice. Anyways, that's great. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your writing or? No, just throwing it out there. Oh. Just a quick little thing. A thingamajig. A thingamaroo. A thingamaroo. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you wrote all day. Me too. Writing's fun. It is. And painful. But fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Yeah.
So what are you doing this Memorial Day weekend? Well, Mathis, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I am in uh, Indianapolis for the Indy 500. Who, who, who? Now, I know what you all are thinking. John, what? Why? Well, guys, you let me like tell you. The Indy 500? I do. I have a problem. I love it. This is going to be my seventh year in a row going. I started going <laughs> my after my well my freshman year of college. I went for the first time, and we've gone every year since. I just can't get enough. Wow! It's such an event. I don't know. I it's hard to explain. You just have to go there. You have to be amongst. I think there's like almost a half million people there. It's like the wow. biggest track I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I think it's just the sounds, the anticipation of crashes, because there always is some. I don't know. It's just, it's an event and I really, really like it. So that's tomorrow on Sunday. And I'll, cool. I'll bring back all well, the we'll scoop. Have to re- report back and yeah, tell us about how many crashes you saw and how many times you squealed like a little school girl I know. at the <laughs> excitement. Well, and this is the first year it's ever been sold out because this is the hundredth oh. year. It's a big, it's a big uh, milestone. Oh, wow. It's the hundredth year. So I think that's why it all sold out. So. It's going to be a lot of people. 100th year? They've been racing cars for 100 years? Mathis, they have. Since the TV was black and white. That was was much longer, or less less than 100 years ago since the TV was black and white. Valid point. Let's move on. (laughs) So, you want to talk some culture stuff? I would love to. Um, First off, I just want to recommend that Everybody go check out Flume's new album. Do you know who Flume is? I know one of their songs. Is it a one person? Is it a band? It's a DJ. Oh, I know one of their songs. Yeah. but So you should go listen to his new album. It came out yesterday. And since then, I've probably listened to it 20 times. Like, since yesterday? Since yesterday. <laughs> wow, good for you. That that was my writing soundtrack, honestly, really? though. I just kept repeating it. Yeah, it was. it's really good. But if you like DJ music, then I do. you should check it out. Can't you just see me I at one of those parties? I see you and anybody listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be so fun to know uh, a big-time artist and to go to one of their listening parties? It would be. Maybe one day. It'd, Maybe one day we'll be cool enough to get invited. Be, yeah. I want to go to Justin Timberlake's next album release and just That'd be, be cool. at his listening party. Yeah, because it'd be so much fun. Like, you've never heard the music before. You listen to the whole album, which, you know, I'm that kind of guy. Do you think people just, like, sit around, like, quietly? (laughs) Like, just sitting on couches, like... (laughs) "Hmm." Only at Taylor Swift parties. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What else you got? So, anyways, there's that. Um, Beauty and Beast trailer. Oh, yes. What do you think? I loved it. Did you watch... It was so meh. Okay, you're the one that but, loves teaser trailers. Did you see yes. the comparison to this and the original? I did, but the same as the Jungle Book trailer when they did that, it's not the actual trailer. It's them picking and choosing shots from the movie. So oh. it's not like they were. So it wasn't the actual trailer. Pasting. No, it wasn't. That was that's a, deceiving. A trailer. Who did that? W- yeah, <laughs> probably the same people who did this stinking. Jungle Book one. That's rude. But that being said, it does look a lot like it. Like 
I, I thought it looked a lot like it. I knew exactly what I was going to get going into it because it is just a bunch of – I was like, okay, every time there's a Disney teaser trailer, it's a bunch of establishing shots yep. and one kind of cool thing, and then it's over. Well, it doesn't come out for a whole nother year too, so you don't want to give a whole trailer. Exactly. What kind of struck me as weird was that the voices like of all of the characters that you could hear were – it sounded like they just took them right out of the animated movie, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Did you not want to do anything new? You know, like the Jungle Book did. Mm. But I don't know. It's really too early to judge. One thing I do think uh, is an interesting question is whether Beast will cross the Uncanny Valley or not. Are you familiar with that term? I am not. Is that the is that like a CGI versus practical? It's It's more just like the moment when you can't believe that CGI is real whatsoever. And Do we know if it's more CGI or if it's practical? We don't, but if it, I just can't imagine it being very practical. Yeah, I bet it'll, it's probably those facial dots, and then they exactly. But I'm I'm wondering, like this this is the next step of the Jungle Book because this is an actual love story between mm-hmm. a monster and a a young woman. So I'm 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 curious. I think this is the next step. Like Jungle Book was a good first movie in in terms of like the monumental CGI, you know, like yeah. the groundbreaking visual effects. This is like the next thing. Like, can you actually pull this off? And it'll be really, it'll be really interesting because if it doesn't work, it's going to be really awkward, you know? <laughs> well, I wonder if that's why they have such a, a long post-production because they've been done for, Oh yeah. They've been on filming for months. I think even since like yeah. August, that's yeah, like a year that, and a half it, post. That has to be why. It better. Bet so like they better be good. Post, <laughs> half of post is probably the movie as a whole, and then the other half is Beast. Like just <laughs> all of their time right. making Beast look good because it's it's going to be so difficult. <laughs> I just pictured them like walking into work like every Monday, being like, "Hey, Kevin, working on Beast again? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Got another eyebrow frame done. <laughs> cool. Want to go to Panera? Good job. Okay. No. <laughs> Too much bread. <laughs> Too many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. But but we won't even know until like, you know, six years from now whether it actually holds it off or not. I you know. know. We'll see, though. I'm we'll very get back interested. to you in six years, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um so did you hear did you hear Mark Ruffalo's quote for what Thor 3 was going to be like? I did. I That's amazing. Mark my words, but I might actually like a Thor movie. This might be <laughs> the first one. Because uh, for anyone who didn't see it, Mark Ruffalo basically described Thor 3 as like a a road movie. Yep. With through the galaxy between Thor and Hulk. So it's sort of just like them like on this quest, like just going and going together. And it that sounds amazing. Like there's gonna be so many great comedic moments because theirs is like yeah. their moment from the first Avengers when Hulk punches Thor. Like that's like one of the best It's amazing. You know. It's amazing. I hope it's just things like that over and over. Yeah. I was like, I can deal with that. I think I think Thor it's really hard for him to have his own movie. So I'm excited for that. We'll see. We'll see when the trailer comes out if I'm actually excited for it, though. Right. 
We'll see. <laughs> it might it might immediately plummet. Yeah. Oh, and sp- speaking of trailers, I wanted to talk about this a few weeks ago. Did you notice um, how they started doing these five-second previews before trailers yeah. start now? No me gusta. Tell me how you feel about no it. No me gusta. You don't like no. it. I'm already watching. I clicked it's, on it to watch the trailer. You showing me five seconds isn't going to keep me from not watching right. it. You know? Well, I I don't like it, but I know exactly where they're they're going with it because the trailers are they're being edited for Twitter and for Facebook, right. and they pretty much just show you all of this cool the cool stuff that you're about to see in the first five seconds. And there has been times where I've been scrolling through my Facebook feed, and and I'll stop because I, I stopped for five yes. seconds, and and then I was like, okay, let me see what it is, and honestly. Um, the new Blake Lively film, The Shallows, I only watched that trailer because I saw the five-second preview, and oh. I was like, okay, I'll watch the rest. And I loved that trailer. I don't know if you saw the second trailer, Mm-mm. but it was phenomenal. Like, I'm actually really excited for the movie. It come, it kind of comes to this weird place where it's like they won't stop doing them because I'm I'm a firsthand witness that it like that it works. It actually works. I never, I didn't think really, about that as you're like scrolling and it's auto plays. You'll see like that one little clip and then it'll catch your eye. Exactly. You can see a bunch of cool stuff before you can even scroll past it. It's, I guess it's fine on those platforms. I just don't like it watching it in like a full trailer mode. Like if I go to YouTube to watch oh, the yeah, trailer, sure. I don't want that at the beginning, but I understand the platform. Next thing you know, it's going to be like in the theater. Yes, exactly. Like, do, 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 do. Don't look at your cell yeah. phone while this plays. Approved for all <laughs> audiences. Yeah, I don't I don't like it very much. I figured you wouldn't like it. I haven't seen it too much recently. I don't recently. think they'll stop anytime soon. I haven't seen them doing it in a while. At least not the trailers I've been watching. Could you imagine how how hilarious it would be if there was one for Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> yeah. It would be like <laughs> Castle, Yard, Girl, Picture, Glass. And then it would play the actual trailer. Do be so. That would be so boring. <laughs> that would be so good. But riveting. It's like get excited. There's a <laughs> yeah. trailer coming. They didn't even put the um the title at the end. It was just be our guest, March seventeenth or March seventeenth, March twenty seventeen. It's like what movie the is new, it? Um, what movie is it? We don't even know. It could be anything. Is it Cars 3? I think it's the next Harry Potter because Don't you Emma even. Watson was there. Oh, that's there. true. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you even. <laughs> and that kind of looked like Hogwarts. I mean, You're it right. pass. Hermione Granger. Hermione was just snooping in one of the, the wings. Yeah. Classic Hermione. Um, Breaking the rules. I think <laughs> I think the the biggest news of the week is that James Bond yes. is changing. Daniel Craig is actually done. And I think it's I want to ask you, sir. Yep. Well, what you think about that, but also who would you pick as the next 007? I'm fine with him leaving just cuz he keeps kind of bitching about it. So I'm kind of like, okay, just leave. Like it's I'm tired of he- hearing about <laughs> it. So I, I'm sure he's just tired of it. So he might as well leave because I think that'll be portrayed. You if act continues. like you're at like all the social parties with Daniel Craig and you're like, Dan, shut, shut up. up. We know you don't like doing it. But you're getting like, paid you so much. hearing it from Well, him. did you see that they, this is probably not true, but they offered him like a hundred yeah. million. 
I don't know if it was for more than one true. film, but um, no that that was to come back for because for his contract more? had him for one more film. Yeah, so oh that was goodness. like they put up his contract. To he get must him to have come been so miserable more. to not take a hundred million dollars for like five months of shooting. You know what I mean? Well, the minute I saw that, I was like, I want to be at a place in my life where <laughs> yeah. someone offers me a hundred million dollars, exactly. and I go, nah. nah, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, you know, at that point, you know, he just doesn't need the money. It's not like right. Which it's not like good I could for live him for that money. not it's doing like, it. No, I just don't need it. I mean, it's good that he's at a place where he can choose what he wants to do, and if he's not going to be happy, I'm I, honestly I'm glad he's not doing it. I think everyone's ready for yeah, a I new mean, James yeah. Bond. I liked him. But that being said, they, yeah, he is really good. And he's old for James Bond. I just, you know, I don't, is he though? There's a, I mean, James Bond is. Well, always, they were even portraying his character old. more towards the end as becoming more old, and that's true. I think all of the James Bonds get about that old though before they go out. I just want Ian McKellen to be the next James Bond. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> him like womanizing would be oh the gosh. funniest thing. Be like, hello. He'd be like, hey, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would you pick? I mean, I've just been seeing the Tom Hiddleston stuff. I'm all for it. I think he'd make a. I great... don't like it. Well, I think he's too. He looks meek. I saw a picture of him not as James Bond, but in a character like James Bond, and he pulled it off. <laughs> he pulled off that photo for you, he John? He pulled off that photo. And I was like, hey, James. You know, I don't know about that whole movie, but the photo definitely worked for me. Yeah, crushed it. Um, And yeah, I'm just, really bad at thinking like... of, like, who would make a good James Bond. I've tried, but I just cannot picture anyone in that. Because, <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? People, no one would look at Piers Brosnan and be like, James Bond. James no, Bond. True. And and Daniel Craig said on the Nerdist that whenever he was casted, everybody hated it. Right. Like, but I think somehow no they, one thought he'd be a good James Bond. So I don't know who I'd, but I I mean I would pick Tom at this point. But who do you think? I I mean I'm still on that that Edris Elba fan kick. I oh, think Edris Elba is. I think the that'd be great, James Bond. Yeah. He he has the smolder. He looks like he can beat the crap out of whoever he wants to. Mm-hmm. He's British. He looks great in a suit. Yeah. I was like, this is the guy. Watch it be like Benedict but Cumberbatch. We'll see. <laughs> oh, my There's God. Like, that would we be found the a new James Bond. <laughs> it's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You don't know how how much I would laugh. I would probably cry from laughing. Yeah. If that was the case. That's almost how <laughs> I felt. imagine him at the press release like, mm, I'm... James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Bang bang. Oh. Hey ladies. <laughs> that that being said, even if you don't like any of the other uh like if you don't like all of the bonds, I think from the for the moments that they're all picked through history, they did a good job picking bond they every did. time. So they they will find a really good bond. Mm-hmm. I just have you seen even if it's Tom Hiddleston, I'll deal. Some people are rooting for a female James Bond. I don't know what they would call her, but well, yeah, I saw that. The whole thing is like Jane Bond, apparently. Yeah, I'd be for it. Or, or Jamie Bond. I actually don't like it, and I think it's because you hate I think it's women. Because it changes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
How'd you know? <laughs> Mathis, I know you. I, I, think I know it just, you. I think it just breaks down the character. It just, the character doesn't make any sense because there's no such thing as a, as a female version of a womanizer. Think about it. There's not. Well, it would just be the opposite. A manonizer. <laughs> I don't even mean like name or vocabulary. I mean like the definition. Like there's women who when do, you watch who James Bond do that to men. When the problem is, is that when you watch James Bond, he can he can get any any incredibly attractive woman in the room, and it's almost a superpower. Mm-hmm. It's like wow, like this guy gets everyone. That's not even realistic. Like that's crazy. Of course not. But a woman could walk into a room, and if a woman isn't attractive, like on the same level of James Bond attractiveness, she always gets the guy. Does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's a good counter argument, but I understand what you're saying. I just think that it would not be the same character if it was a woman. They could do a because spin-off. if a woman walks in and she like, if she tries to do like a flirtatious thing. The guy will be like, okay. Yeah. And you'll be like, yep, that makes sense. That's exactly what happens every time. She's like, hey, I kind of like you. You kind of like me. He's like, yeah, you, you want to go upstairs? Yeah. And it's like there is no there is no challenge. She just gets it. She does. But you're a big James Bond fan, so it's a, it's a big thing for you. I am. I'm kind of like, eh. I am, Johnny boy. Meh. Eh. Whatever. I don't like violence. Um. <laughs> Um, Game of Thrones this week was incredible. Oh my goodness, uh, guys. Me and John both loved it. We loved it. And we're not going to say anything about it no. now, but we've decided... <laughs> no! <laughs> we've Gotta decided go. to do... Whatever whatever week it is that Game of Thrones ends, we will be releasing a individual episode from that week's episode, yeah. and we are just going to talk about this new season mm-hmm. because we're both on fire about it, and we are actually holding our tongues every episode to yeah. talk about it. So we're just going to throw that out there and we're gonna do it get excited extra because episode. we're so excited to talk about yeah. it. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. Hear read all about it. it. Not read, John, here. It's a newspaper. They read. <laughs> we're not releasing a newspaper, though. Oh. No one would buy it. <laughs> we're not? Just like those 10 people <laughs> that watched our trailer reaction. Yeah, those people would buy. It. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Speaking of our trailer reaction, we actually got an email this week about it from my friend Lisa. Oh, hello, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Isn't that a Silence of the Lambs? Hello, Lisa. No, Clarice. Clarice. That's right. Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. I'm gonna eat your flesh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> Lisa writes, I'm assuming you guys have seen the first Ghostbusters film. John hasn't. In which their secretary <clears throat> was a nerdy. Was Just it? keep going. No, I didn't say anything. What? <laughs> so in the first Ghostbusters film, uh, there's a secretary uh, and she's a nerdy female and she has a minor role. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to her that Chris Hemsworth was getting a lot of attention in the movie and that his character seems to have his own storyline. It just seems a little weird to her that they're doing this female reboot and it's almost like the girls can't be funny and attractive so they gotta throw a hot guy in there to spice things up and she was saying it seems like they kind of shot themselves in the foot and i 
I thought from the get go that casting Chris Hemsworth was a terrible idea. I didn't. For I didn't think it the was agenda a bad idea. that they set up for. Well, it's just like, why do you? I mean, if if your whole point in casting these unattractive women was like you don't need sex appeal to have women characters like that's fine but why do you have to throw in somebody with sex appeal and i would also add that the original ghostbusters films have nobody who would be considered uh model sexy and when i say unattractive women i mean they're not model sexy like none of those women would be models chris hemsworth would be a model you look at the original films none of those characters would yeah be but models. that was made and in that's the fine 80s with me. we're just in such a different time it's, we can't compare it like that yeah, I mean, but if you're gonna if you're gonna like if you're gonna go forward with like okay, we're not gonna do we're not gonna do any model esque women, then why you don't need a model esque man? I mean, I understand why they chose him. I don't think it's a bad decision. I think I did notice in the trailer that he was in it a lot more. Um, well, they totally gave away their storyline because he's did. gonna be the bad guy, and it was right. That that moment in our trailer reaction where I was like, "What is happening?" That's mm-hmm. what was going through my head. I was like, right. "Why is he the bad guy?" That doesn't. Well, I'm guessing he gets possessed by ridiculous. whatever ghost it is or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, it's it's even like it's worse for me that not only did they have to throw in the sex appeal with this minor character, but they even had to give him a bigger role in the movie, like the sexy character is the bad guy so it's like okay well we're still sticking to our whole these are just regular women do a regular thing and then we have the bad guy who is very attractive wait i'm confused why does that matter well it just it just seems like they were trying to prove a they were trying to prove a point that they didn't need to have model-esque women in it and that's why they casted all of those women Uh uh-huh and then they casted a model-esque man to be the the next tier of like the lead characters. Like there's the four women and then there's him. You know, like he's almost up there on like the co-star level with them. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. I don't know. That's fine. Obviously everything bothers me about this <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters sequel because it's fine. You you're it, connected to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's in my top ten. It's in my top ten movies of all time. I love right. Ghostbusters, but stop laughing at me. <laughs> but what's also really weird is that Melissa McCarthy this week was like, "Nah, this is a reboot. They're, this doesn't exist in the same world as the the sequels." I think they're all the, very the confused where this movie is, <laughs> where yeah, it lies and, and, in the well, Ghostbusters the, universe. Yeah, and the first trailer even said 30 years ago. Right. Yada, 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 yes. yada. And I was like, wait a minute. How are you going to tell me that this movie does not... I'm so, But, like, I'm why is that, confused. why is that like, a big deal? I don't, I don't see why people are, like, nitpicking this. Like, it doesn't matter. Well, because I think that the element of legacy can come into play if, if you do... Like, just tell me if there is a legacy thread or if there's not. Like, The Force well, and Awakens I guess, is very I mean, strong on legacy thread. But and, and if this isn't going to be, then just Original cast members are in it, so I don't know how they're going to work that in. Right, that's the other call problem. call it a reboot. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm so um, confused. I, like, think we, I think you just got to go in. Like, it's just... you. I know it, you won't be able to do that, but, like, it's just a new thing. No, I'm going to try to just... It's a new thing. I'm going to try to just go see it and... It's, it's going to be funny. It, it's going to be fun. We hope. It's going to be funny. They have we four hope. very funny women in there. We hope. And Chris Hemsworth, who I guess is Who's funny in real life. not all that funny. Supposedly, I've seen 
a lot of like interviews where people are like, he's the funniest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bunch of liars. They they lie for a living. Math, math is he could. <laughs> Their occupation is lying. <laughs> uh well if you've watched our trailer reaction you know we are on polar opposite ends of this yeah. movie i was like but i'm excited madison's like no <laughs> <laughs> but unlike batman versus superman i'm i'm actually just too curious not to see this like Good. i have to see it I have um to. anyways that's that's all we're gonna say about ghostbusters because we would literally just talk email, in circles about how much yeah, John wants it, and how much I don't. But yes, I mean, thank I'm you. I'm not Lisa. like this is my most anticipated movie, <laughs> but I, I, I'm ex- I'm excited. I I like that group of people. So, I like Kate McKinnon a lot. I think that she'll make me laugh, and that might be it. What about the others? They might make me laugh. Okay, respect, respect. <laughs> now I'm just lost. Okay, now so I'm just lost. <laughs> okay so main event we teased yes. this last week yes um we're <laughs> you sound like you're in a tunnel and you're losing reception <laughs> yes 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 i, I hear, hear you, you. <laughs> yes um so we're talking uh, about evil this week yes and <laughs> i can't stop saying yes <laughs> to to uh prep for it i felt inspired to watch the witch and let <laughs> me tell you people if you haven't seen it, it's real scary. Do not watch it by yourself. Literally, like, in during the climax, I walked across the room and turned the light on and <laughs> walked over like, and sat um... back down to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I really want to see scary, it. I've but, been meaning to but see yeah, it. You should watch it. It's actually, it's really good. Like, it, it does deserve the hype, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very terrific. Uh... It's it's one of those movies in the new wave of horror films where you're like Good. I think the horror genre is like horror needs on. like a new reboot type of thing because they've been I mean it pushing the past, out the like, same four type. years have been great though not really what oh, other come ones on now which other ones it follows for example great okay, that, movie okay one the Evil Dead remake yes. was great yes two that the was Conjuring the one I was thinking was great okay I know where you are now yes we're on the, the same Babadook page the Babadook was great like. The, keep I going. Just, I'm like, keep going. Oculus was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Your next was awesome. Okay, I just I, think I was that, wrong, Mathis. I was wrong. I just think that we're in a good place right now, where we're getting a lot of really intelligent horror films, and this yeah. is one of them. Well, to up- anyways, oh, to update you, I am now caught up on Penny Dreadful, <laughs> so <laughs> I am in season three. So we both just scared the shit out of ourselves. For this I wasn't. I, I'm not scared watching Penny Dreadful. Um, oh yeah, but we'll neither. get into that. Um, I'm fine. So I guess I don't know where to start. Um, Me neither. Take it away, well, John. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess we can just start in the beginning. Um, probably throughout college, specifically, I was very um, nervous to watch. Actually, that's not true. In college is when I got most scared watching scary movies because for the first few years i was really into it i loved seeing the because that's that when i when we were in college that's when like the paranormal movies started coming out so i remember seeing like the first two of those in the first few years of college and really liking them probably because it like stirred a reaction in me like it takes a lot to like make me feel something and those like made me feel fear 
like to the level that I had not felt. Right. Um, so I think that's unconsciously why I, I like them. Um, but then after a while it like really got to me and it's really, it's only like demon movies. The other like things that I know don't technically exist in this world. Um, like monsters and I don't know, those things don't bother me, but we went through like a stream of like demon movies, um, in our culture. And those really got to me to the point where I stopped. I just didn't watch them. Um, because it would, I was very vulnerable spiritually as if you listen to this, you know, like I was just like all over the place spiritually. And that was one thing about like Christianity that really stuck. It like latched onto me for a while. Just that idea of, um, evil and darkness and demons and the devil and all that stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I stopped watching it. I don't know where I'm going with this, but through my process of kind of redefining my spirituality, I had to, as I was redefining how I viewed things like heaven and hell, um, obviously with that, you have to redefine the elements within those. So like redefining how I think of angels and then going into how I feel about demons and, you know, Satan and all of that. And so my spiritual journey really, I really had to dive into that into whether or not I actually believe those things exist or whether or not I think evil is maybe something different. So yes, Mathis, how do you feel? Well, or should I keep going? I don't, I don't really know. I guess I could just, I could do my, my bit leading into it. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my summary. <clears throat> then we'll get into right. um, individual things. Cause I have a few stories to tell. Well, I guess my thing is that, um, I, gosh, where do I start with this? Well, have you always believed in like the devil, demons? Like, how? What's your relationship with those types of beliefs? I guess. Right. So I've always believed. I've always believed in the devil and in demons. Mm -hmm. Like long period speaking, like maybe little uh, moments or like a few days or a few weeks where I didn't like this year. There was a moment where I like just did not believe and in demons or evil spirits or the devil. Um, And I think a huge reason to it is that um, I've heard many people's stories Mm -hmm. and many of my, my family members and myself have had uh, certain encounters where like, I, I just know that that is not a good thing in the world. Like what, what has happened is, is not a, a good thing. And before I became a Christian, like, uh, I had a lot of like torment, like as a, a young boy, like I mm-hmm. just went through like a, like a, a period of time where I was, I was unhappy and everything made me sad. And, um, and I was just, I was just very vulnerable. Like mm. everything, good just, word. Anything could crumble me at yep. any point in the day. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know if I could say that that's all demonic or that that's at at all demonic. Right. But I, I feel like there is some correlation there between what other people have told me about their own stories, mm-hmm. and and just about the way that I, I felt at the time. And 
and after I became a Christian, I did have a, a period of time where I was, uh, it probably lasted like a month or two months where I just, I was not sleeping and I could not watch, I could not watch TV. Everything was like, uh, frightening, like some, everything was triggering. And this was about like fifth grade and Ooh. yeah. And I, I just like, I would have like nightmares and and I could not be by myself and I just could not put my finger on it, but it felt, it felt very spiritual. Like it, it just felt like this heaviness all of the time. And, and later, later down the road, my mother would tell me about spiritual things that had happened to her. And my, my other family members had told me certain things and, and it all just kind of like had the same feeling. Like it was the same sort of like couldn't sleep for months uh, nightmares, uh, feeling something move across the room, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like horror films go, I think we, I don't remember if we touched on this after the episode last week or during the episode, but I don't, I don't feel, uh, in danger. Like I used to feel in danger because I saw a few horror films when I was in second grade and, that kind of like mentally like hurt me for a little while. And, and I just didn't watch horror films for years and years. And then I like reentered into that genre and I started watching things again and it just didn't have any effect on me. And for me personally, I think it's, it's that I, I accepted that it was real. And I just said like, this does not, uh, this does not hurt me. I am not affected by this. I am protected by from this, and and it just didn't bother me. I, I don't know exactly why, but I think that those are kind of the reasons why. But anyways, I feel like I'm rambling, so you should go yeah. with the next part of your story. Um, well, one thing I wanted to touch on is that you said that you felt protected by or from this stuff, and I remember that's something that well, that was really the only thing that like ever gave me peace was that idea that like no matter what at least like when we were in school like that I felt <laughs> that's the only way like I could calm myself was thinking you know that God will always protect me um but that that honestly never calmed me too much um I don't mm-hmm. know why but um and I don't know I don't really know I don't know if I should say what I believe now or if I should kind of still start from the beginning what do you think mm. i'll say what i think now if, and then yeah um and then I'm if you d- want to tell any stories like I that do. kind of I influence it yes what you think now then you should tell well, those that, they won't help they won't help like what i feel now because anyways oh. <laughs> i mean because at this point in my life i really i don't believe it, that um that like demons and the devil exist at least right. as their own entities. I definitely think evil. I even I'm I don't even like using the word evil. I definitely think there's darkness. Evil. Evil. Um I think darkness does exist in our world and it's kind of like what you you were talking about like, you know, you felt that it was a spiritual thing. And like I definitely mm-hmm. feel like that spiritual just darkness and murkiness sometimes. So I think that that type of darkness and evil does exist in our world and I don't know what that is. Um Yeah specifically but for me i definitely do not believe that you know there are these things out there 
you know, that we can't see that can have influence on our lives and on, in our mind. Cause that was also something that really freaked me out was thinking that the devil could know what I was thinking and that they could somehow manipulate right. my mind like that as someone who, as we talked about, as me and you talked about, you know, I'm very impressionable. And so to think that like the devil could somehow be in my mind and like tell right. me lies that I'm so impressionable that I would believe it. And so like that really, really messed with me spiritually. Could I intercept real quick? Of course. We're in the traditional church. I was always told that the devil could never hear my thoughts. Were you told that as a kid? I don't remember what I was told. Um, but okay. Cause that always comforted me as a kid. Um, see, but like, how would the church know that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, the church knows all. John. They know. all. <laughs> Um, but I'm just saying in retrospect, but that then was how, a huge thing. But like, then it's if, like, how do they, if the devil and demons exist, like how do they, they have to know you, what your thoughts are. Because then how do they manipulate well, you? I think that your actions portray your thoughts a lot. Like it's kind of like a scientific thing. Like let's say that demons do exist. They could be, um, they could be sitting here with me right now and mm-hmm. they could hear me speaking. And hey, they could Joel. Be like, oh, <laughs> they could be like, "Oh, that's what frightens him." Like they could hear me saying it or they could see me they could see me watching the witch and they could say like, "Oh, that really freaked him out cuz he went to turn the light on." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like so it doesn't you, they but don't that's have to. That's so humanistic though. To... Like that's what oh, I could do if I was watching you. And, I, and, and a lot of these people... are things that <laughs> no, we exactly. supposedly can't see. So obviously they would exactly. see things differently than how we see them. But anyway, I mean, so yeah, I don't I don't believe in those, but my so my idea of evil is that i think the only evil that exists is the kind of the darkness that we hold within ourselves um and that that kind of that manifests itself in different ways now in saying that and i'm gonna sound very contradictory i have had some weird experiences yeah here we go and so i as i'm as i'm I'm gonna tell a story and maybe i'll say afterwards my views of it because i I really don't know. There are things that you I cannot explain that happen. There's definitely stories I've heard that I'm like, that is creepy as f. But like, <laughs> it. So I, so I don't know. I mean, all in all, I don't know. I just know for me, right now, as the 26 year old that I am, I do not believe in like demons or the devil. Now, in saying that, I'm going to tell a story of my one and pretty much only experience with a Ouija board. Um, it was Halloween, my senior year of high school. So it's like the worst day to do it too. It's like, yeah, if you're exactly. going to do a Ouija All board, spirits are Roman do deep. it, do it like on like a summer July day, not night day. Valentine's day. Valentine's day. That's a fun Love. day. Um, and it was dark and we were in a basement. We, <laughs> there was candles lit. It was just, it was a bad setup. Um, so here's the thing. So we were in the basement. They put the Ouija board like on the table. Um, I did not touch it myself. There were like five of us. The four four others like touched it, and I kind of just sat back and watched because, as as I said, I was very like afraid of this stuff back in the day. Um, and so I don't. If people don't know what Ouija boards are, pretty much it's like this board, oh, which is in point. the game section at like Target. You can get it. No, it's like, not. You can just, I don't know if it is, but I remember when I've seen it, it's been like in the game section. It's like, hey kids, play with the devil. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty much just the alphabet, like A, B, C, D through Z. 
and there's like a hello and goodbye. And pretty much what you do is there's this little, I don't even know what to call it, like a roller type of thing where you can, yeah, it has like, like a, a magnifying it's kind of glass. Like a triangle. Yeah. And it, it yeah. moves. It's what, like a triangle magnifying glass and, that moves across the board. And really what you're supposed to do in this game um, is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you like ask if there's any spirits that want to talk and then you just wait. And supposedly this, you know, this little thing magnifying glass moves and they spell out words and then you can like communicate with the dead um right so essentially this is what happened so my friends they started i don't even i really i just have bits and pieces of it because i was traumatized love this story do you (laughs) yeah this is a great Um, story thus far so pretty much my first memory of it is um the thing started moving and here's the thing obviously there's always the argument that like my friends were moving it which i get but as I go into the story, it's harder to like, they would have to like audibly like say like what they're going to spell out or plan it like really far in advance to like the things that happened. You know what I mean? So th- I understand that's an argument, but, um, right. So my first memory of it is that they, they somehow got, it started moving and the thing with spirit said that it was a spirit guide. Um, now spirit guides in, aren't necessarily evil things They're They, they would say that they're, you know, your protectors and stuff, um, in this world. And, um, so the spirit guide, I said what its name was. I don't remember what it was. And then they asked it who it was there to protect essentially who it was there to like be a spirit guide for. And it named out one of the people in the room. And oh. that's one of those things where I'm like, they would have to plan ahead. Like, okay. So when we say that there's a spirit guide, right. we're going to say it's Derek. You know, yeah, exactly. Which I don't think they did because we didn't plan on doing this. Um, And then they we talked to like a different spirit guide too, but that I really don't remember. Um, And then they asked the spirit guide if it was happy. And this is when it gets. It's just this is when like I was like, "Mm -mm, girl, no, don't. Oh, please tell. (laughs) Um, And it said no. Um, And they then asked is there anything we can do to help um or no they asked well i think they did ask is there anything we can do to help um it said yes and then we asked well should we help you and it said no and then they Mm -hmm. asked why and it spelled out d e a t h death and i can only tell you that when i read what it was spelling out all of the blood just like dropped from my my body like i got so cold like i wish i could explain to you like what i felt when i read that it was i think it was like the whole it was like a half hour thing and it was right at the end and it was just so alarming and such a spiritual thing like i felt it in the room like there was something like not right about the whole situation um and even then they were like okay we're done like that's when we ended it and oh it was literally so scary I didn't, I obviously did not sleep well that night. Like, um, even now I'm like, my voice is like quivering. I'm just thinking about it. Um, so there's like things like that. Like, I don't know what that is. Like, there's no, obviously like that's not someone good, whatever you're talking to. I don't think that was like a good energy because it made me feel something so dark. And I don't think a good energy would make you feel something so dark. Um, so that's really my only specific 
experience with like a dark dark energy and one that like has obviously like a consciousness enough to you know com- converse with us um so i'm not quite sure what that means but um i don't even know where i was going with that that was my story about is that your one story that's a good story well that's my one story about a ouija board um yeah well i guess i do have one more thing to talk about and it kind of goes back to me talking about how impressionable I am. And the only reason I bring up how impressionable I am is because that um, really correlates with like, if people tell me something like something evil or that something exists, I'm very likely to, I mean, when we talk about conspiracy theories, like if someone says something, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's yeah, real. You're like, that's real. So like if I see a movie um, like paranormal activity, I, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, that's going to happen to me. That is yeah, a real exactly. thing. I have to watch what I'm doing. So that's the only reason why I'm telling you this. And this just shows how impressionable I am because someone else told me I'm very impressionable. So in grad and how school, did they tell you? <laughs> <laughs> in grad school, um, I took this. Um, I did, I did um, a master's in social work for anyone that cares to know. Um, I took this cancer class because originally I wanted to go into medical social work. So I took this cancer class and in my class, how many times can I say cancer class? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You warming up the vocal traps? (laughs) Yes, I am. Um, So my teacher got this um, hypnotherapist to come in to talk to our class because um, with people going through cancer treatments, they often, or not often, some people get hypnotherapists to come in and do some type of like hypnotherapy. So to ease the pain. Um, because hypnotherapists can kind of get you into, um, a different mindset where pain doesn't feel as harsh. Um, so the guy came in and he asked if anyone wanted to demonstrate and you have to understand like, this isn't what you think hypno, like not in the movies where like people are like (laughs) waving a pendulum in front of your face and you're like, I'm not myself. Like you never go unconscious. It's a very conscious thing. Um, but there's a series of steps that. Um, they can get your mind just into a place where it's almost like a meditate meditative state. Um, so anyways, no one, uh, raised their hand. So I did. Oh, so (laughs) obviously at a boy. Thank you. Um, so pretty much, I don't remember really any of the steps that we did, but it was, there was probably like five to seven steps of breathing and then different eye movements. Mm. Um, and honestly, like I was so like, I'm very much in my mind all the time. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. This is going to be so awkward because he's going to, um, <laughs> you know, do all these things and I'm not going to be hypnotized. Uh... So that was going through my mind as he was doing this. Like I was very much like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Um, and then, um, there's this one part where somehow you like put your eyes towards the center and you lift up and then you try to open your eyes. And somehow that shows like how either good at being hypnotized or how impressionable you are essentially. Um, so we did these steps and then he had me sniff two things. He had me sniff, um, shoot. It was, um, ammonia. Have you, okay. if you've smelled ammonia, it's such a, it's a very strong scent. Yes, it is. Like if you were to smell it like right up close, like right up to your nose. Um, so what he had me do at the beginning, I forgot to say, he had me smell the ammonia and we passed it around. We're like, everyone take a sniff of the ammonia. <laughs> um, 
and we're like, oh no, it smells terrible. Um, and then he did this thing on me and then he said, okay, now I'm going to put, I want you to smell this water. Um, I have this water glass. So I went up and I smelled and, and I was like, oh, okay, cool water. And then he ended it. And afterwards he said, I, you smelled ammonia and you did not react. Like he, the thing that he told me was water was actually ammonia. And I had it right up to my nose and I took a huge whiff of it. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Which shows like just how in in regards to hypnotherapy. Like, Here's some water and then you smelt it right. and you were gone. And I believed him. Yeah, you were like, and, that's water. And then when I smelled it, it, it just shows like how much hypnotherapy can work in regards to pain. But then he said like during the eye movement thing, he's like, I've never seen anyone that was so, I don't remember what it was, but pretty much it shows that I'm very impressionable and that mm-hmm. he's told he said that like if I ever had um, some type of disease where it was terminal, he pretty much said, don't let the doctors tell you how long you live because what, whatever they say, you're going to believe and then you will die at that time. <laughs> and I was like, great. <laughs> um, so anyways, let's just hope I never have six months to live because it will be six months. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just, I don't even know why I told that. Oh, very impressionable. Anyways, Mathis, to you. Right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm not the polar opposite of impressionable, but I'm, I take everything with a, a grain of salt. Like mm-hmm. when I watch a horror film, I go like, okay, now what of that could actually happen? Like, could any of that actually happen? Right. Um, but a really good, uh, this also this does before I go into my story this does help a lot with my faith because I don't don't believe everything that people tell me and it's not even like a I shoot everything down kind of way but it's like I'm going to I chew on everything that somebody tells me or I try I to. just swallow it. Yeah, you're like I'm d- oh my god. I'm going to die in 6 months. Yeah. Um I like how I'm laughing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be dead. Uh um but where was I going with that? Oh, so like I take everything with a grain of salt and I chew on everything. And a really good example of this is I was told that um, I have a demon, like uh, a demon is with me. And uh, it's it's from someone I trust and it's from uh, someone who I'd consider spiritually uh, uh, attuned, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I agree with a lot of things he says and he's, he's awesome. Like he's a great person. But one day he told me, um, uh, I kind of, I met your demon and, Ugh. and I was like, okay. And it didn't, it bothered me for, I was telling you this already, John, it bothered me for about a nanosecond. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, well I'm going to chew on this for a little while. So I'm not going to let that, that bother me. But he was telling me, um, He's telling me how it had been with me most of my life and how it was just this, a very familiar spirit that, uh, that was constantly talking me down or putting mm-hmm. me down or putting me in a bad place or... I find, I find that verbiage so intriguing that like, I want you to finish your story too. I just don't want to forget that. No, let's go. Wh- let's come back to that. Wh- what's the verbiage? That, um... You know, it's a spirit that is constantly putting you down, mm-hmm. telling you you have stuff like in my mind, 
I'm just like, well, that's clearly just that part of you that is putting you down. Like we all have that voice in our head that we put our self worth. We just put our self talk is very much like, oh, you, you know, you look ugly. You right. suck. You're not going to get that job. You know, so when you said that, I immediately thought, well, that it's like he just tuned into that part of you that puts yourself down, which we all have. Right. But his argument, and I would I would argue the same thing, is that there is a part of you uh, that that there is that is your self-talk. And then there's something uh, afflicted, like something on you that is not of you that could make you. Uh, that could bring you down more that could talk you down further that is that you could you could cast away like something mm-hmm. could could sort of graph onto you that you have to be like that's not a part of me like I do not accept this this is not myself and so I mean like just to just to explain how I am how I yeah. am you know not not as Im- impressionable but like I've already told you this and mm-hmm. And like you just said, that could very well be your inner voice. And and that's why I think that this doesn't necessarily prove demonic presence to me. Like this isn't like an interaction that I had that said that demo- demons were real. Although I'd never been told anything like that before. Something like that does sort of lean both ways. Like what you're saying and what I'm saying. It could very well just mm-hmm. be, it could very well just be a part of me that, that he felt. Um, but that just speaking more generally i think that um i personally think that what the duality that we were talking about last week how there's mm-hmm. this or that like sometimes there is just this and this it's it's this or it's this i do think that there is good in the world and that there is evil in the world and you don't you don't necessarily feel the same way right right i think yeah i think it all depends on how you look at it right and and it helps me a lot to look at it that way. Whenever you were talking, Which I can totally about, understand. Yeah, well, and whenever well, whenever you were talking at the very beginning, um, you were talking about kind of growing out of what you thought evil was and mm-hmm. where that puts you now. And I I was realizing when you said it that it, I I feel a lot more comfortable to just say like that is evil. And and it is not a part of me, and I deny its like presence in me, and that makes me, that makes me more comfortable in my day to day life. And mm-hmm. while you were saying that, I was like, that does not make John more comfortable, and it's in no. his day to day life. He, no. you don't want to believe that there is any, anything, that is, uh, devilish that can attack you. No. Right. I can't because that would literally just destroy my life. It would like just the thought of it would. Right. And it would ultimately make me question God's goodness. Like if that could, if like God could allow that to happen to someone, you know what I mean? So. That's true. That, yeah, that does come into the way that you, you think about God a lot. I mean, yeah. obviously like <clears throat> good and bad definitely plays into that. But for me, it would be that, I don't know, I think that, not you. Not that you, not that your worldview means you have to believe in evil, but you lean towards a God who is not uh, interacting within the world, right? Like, who does not Correct. make things 
change. I ha- I, so yeah, evil I could exist that, in so. your worldview. Um, I guess if well, we ha- we would have to define evil first. I don't believe there. Just like I don't believe there's like an active god. I don't think I could say then that there's an active anti-god. In oh, a that's sense. true. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, but. And that, I mean, that just honestly works for me at this point in my life. And I fully understand that some people that just doesn't work for. And I, I think for me, it's hard to even understand why people would want to think that like there's demons inside them and that there's, it's just hard for me because I'm so prone to like, (laughs) that gives me so much anxiety. Like it's hard for me to understand why, why people wouldn't want to see the world more so as you know, the only evil that exists is what you allow in yourself. And um, so I guess to you then, like, what is it about evil that like, why? Right. Not that you like that idea, but what's why do you cling to that belief more so than? Right. So you you're saying, why would someone want to believe that? And I don't think yeah. that I necessarily. I I want to believe it but i do want to like look at it and say like could is this is this true i mean because there's so many things in life where it's not about whether you want to believe it or not it just is at least in my opinion so well i'm wondering if this is one of those things that just is well here's one of the other problems i have with it the only reason that we have um these ideas of like demons and satan is because of like labels we've been told to put on them um right like we've been told our whole lives that like this evil that we feel is the devil or is demons, but really it could be something different. I agree. But we've just labeled them. Um, and so that's one of the problems I have with labeling them like demons and the devil. But um, that was really my only point. Well, you, like I you, I think in your worldview, you could believe in a non-active, you could believe in a non-active evil that is the devil and the devil, just because it's it's the name I'm going to give it, because I don't have a name right, right. now. But Lucifer, the devil, the is, fallen angel. <laughs> there, I feel like there if you say it in a British accent, it's very less um, aggressive. Yeah, I just Lucifer. <laughs> Hello, Lucifer. Would you like some tea? He's like piping hot, please. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, thank you. But okay. I think that I'm going to call it uh, the devil because. I'm, it's just going to be the name for the entity in this theory, but I th- you could oh, I believe Keep going. in um, in a non-active devil, the same as a non-active god, meaning that um, so God is at work in the world and God is good, but that 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 darker side of humanity is this thing called the devil, and the devil is just this existence of this like energy in the world that is that you kind of have to fight against and it could crumble you sort of thing. Not saying that you do believe in that, but that's kind of something that you could get on board with. Yes. No, maybe so. Um, I don't know. I think the other problem I had with the idea of evil is that I felt like, or at least with the idea of the devil, because specifically I felt like in at least the Christian worldview, you know, there was God and then there were the angels and the angels were less than God, yet I feel like in our world, we have given the devil more power than we give God. And I think that always bothered me because I feel like God, 
you know, if, if God exists, then he has all this power. Yet I don't see the power that God has. Yet every day I'm told about all the things the devil is doing. So why is the devil doing so much and God doing so little? So I think that's also why I didn't like the whole imagery of like the devil. Because I felt like then the devil had the same power as God, which is what he wanted in the Bible. Ooh. But ooh. That's a good soap um, opera. Right? I don't know. Like the whole... I don't know. Well, I, I guess know. I've there was periods of times when I was down when I when I was a kid because I would think about how the devil could could kill us all, you know, things like that where like we will die. See, I don't think he devil. could. No. No, and I don't think that now. It was only a short period of time. <laughs> I'm like saying that to your 10-year-old self. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he can. <laughs> uh, it's the same as like the Ninja Turtles versus Power Rangers argument. Uh-huh. Like you're just treating it the exact same energy and intensity. Um, but I don't think, and I didn't think that for very long. Like I, I quickly became very, I I believe in the idea that, that evil, evil is not strong in the eyes of like good. Like I can look outside of my window right now and say like, well, I guess evil is not that strong because just, just looking outside gives me the comfort of like God is prevailing all of the time through that. And I don't think that that evil is is as strong as like um, is maybe a lot of uh, church folk do, or the way that you're talking about. You know, like I don't, I don't necessarily like believe in that. I what was I gonna say though? Something, uh, something to deal with. So when when you watch a scary movie and it has to do with mm-hmm. demons. Are you Pretty like dreadful? Okay, so when you watch, I'm trying to think of something more realistic though, like The Conjuring, paranormal, activity. paranormal activity. Yeah, so you watch mm-hmm. that and you say like, "That's all fake. That couldn't happen." I haven't watched one of those in a while, so the only thing I can try to like mentally per- or put it with is Penny Dreadful because there is like okay more demons in that one. That is more fantastical. Um, that's why I was like, "That's a little." Penny Dreadful? Yeah. Isn't it kind of? It's kind of. They, vampires they, they, and stuff? They do mix it pretty. Yeah. There is yeah, that element so. as well, but they mix it well. Um, I honestly don't. I think for the first time I was able to look at it more as a story as in a real life thing. As I would like view like a Twilight, that's a terrible example, but the idea that like they're vampires and that's a story. I think right. for the first time I was able to watch it as more of a story and just really look at... Because the main character in Penny Dreadful, her character has like this very, she's very torn between the good and the evil. And mm-hmm. so I really like love her idea of like the faith that she has and the goodness that she tries to cling on to so much. Um, so I've been able to like actually like see that instead of like just focusing on this like demonic part, but like see the, the, the goodness and faith that she has and that that's what's keeping her so strong and that is able to push it away. So I honestly haven't even thought of it in a sense of like that that devil's in the world with mm-hmm. me now. Um, but one other thing I thought of is another problem that I have with the whole idea of um, actual entities of sorts is I feel like it really keeps us from owning our own insecurities and our own evil within ourselves. Like if That's we say that like, yeah. you know, there's demons in our lives, we're always like, oh, you know, that that part of me that like really hates my self-image you know that's just the demon 
But really, like, I really right. want us to be, I want us to own that and be like, you know, that's just a part of me. It's part of me that really is insecure. And I just need to, like, prevail. I hate the word prevail. This is the only word that came to mind. Um, I agree. And so I, I almost don't like it that we use those words and then we put all of the bad stuff of who we are onto something else because I feel like it dissociates us from our own self and doesn't when really I think we just need to understand that we're a mixture of everything and does that make sense yeah that definitely makes sense I I understand where you're coming from for sure with that and I do think that uh like it would take a lot for me to cast a a cause on something else like otherworldly like right. to be like that is definitely a demon at work <laughs> um but but i think that i have i i would say that we have a certain we have a certain approach that is similar in this in in the sense of like um um i don't know like i just call i call it i call it what it is and it doesn't bother me i don't know how to explain it but like it's i'm i'm I you're I, naming it so that you it takes away kind of the power almost yeah kind it's kind of in the vein it's sort of just like like I'm I'm saying it exists and I'm like that's that is there but but there are other evil things in the world there are other evils in the world and we see them all the time and none of that can really truly win like none of that just wins and uh, yeah, I don't even I don't know how to explain it exactly, but like, I just I just does not have a lot of power to me in the end. Anything that well, I feel like that's the most important thing, and I think for me that wasn't the case, and so I kind of had to evolve right. my beliefs. Um, and I don't think one's right over the other. I think it really just goes back to that individuality part, and really whatever works for you works for you you believe um, in spirits though right i feel like i have to honestly at I least in my life to. yeah um at least with my experience i just don't know what they're i especially like when i talk about mediums you know yeah, and i talk that's about why like, I'm being like, able there's to no way this guy doesn't believe in um spirits. i do and i don't i don't really know what that means and i think that's if you're listening you're probably like well then how do you not believe in demons but i don't know i i don't really know how to I mean, I I would I'm say that. I'm a contradiction, I know, but maybe, maybe demons as we know them is just good spirit, bad spirit. You know, like I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, but it's. I'm just saying, like, I'm not totally strapped into this idea. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you were asking me, well, what is is the devil? This person, like God, right? Like, I mean, well, God's not. Depends on how you think about God, but. Mm-hmm. But is the devil just this person who's evil who is like causing mayhem in the world? Right. And it's like who no, can I read don't. My I thoughts? don't know. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I'm not totally sold on any idea of it. I think that you did bring this up earlier that the that the uh, humanist uh, association to to evil is pretty interesting. Like the way that a demon yeah. can sit with me, or. Like uh, a lot of people, when they see spirits, they see like people walking around or people standing near mm-hmm. them or things like that. I think that's very interesting, and I think that's probably how that language starts for the devil too. 
you know what I mean? Right. But I mean, that kind of stuff, it, maybe that is just spirits, you know, I don't. I mean, we definitely live in a magical world. I think that there's definitely other types of realms to our universe. And so right. I don't know really if that's just kind of a merging of two different worlds. If it's right. emerging, it's a, if it's something of what happens when we die and then, you know, we're so close to whatever, I don't, I honestly don't know, but. I think at the, at the end of the day, for me, it is like, if, if whatever is giving you comfort is like, all comes back to, to God is good. Then I don't think that you're finding comfort in like a bad place. And I think that finding comfort is really right. key to this because totally. I mean, the wh- whatever you think right now, even if I don't agree with it, it is getting you, it is helping you progress in life. Like it is not anything that's like cutting into you right. in no. like a metaphorical way. Like it does not burn <laughs> you. And, yeah. and I know, I know where your heart's at, you know, and I know that like where you, where you find comfort is, is, um, good i guess i'm trying to think of like the the word that i was trying to think of Mm -hmm. but it's i don't know i i say that because i don't think that i wouldn't just mark it off as like a well if you're comfortable it's okay that's kind of why i attach god to it you know like i just i don't want to just uh throw the whole like do it feels good sort of uh blanket over it if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I kind of would almost. <laughs> so, yeah, you can take that blanket. Yeah, I f- sometimes you just have to. I mean, well, I just and, and I say that uh, a part of it is because, like, if anything does ever happen to you, I just want like my anchor is God in that. It's sure. like if if any torment would come across me, I would just be like. No matter no matter what is going on right now, that is that is the greatest uh, factor that's going to get me through it all. It's the one thing that could never change is that God is good, and that's why I say like you need you need to live comfortable through these things. Like you sh- you cannot let the idea of the devil or the idea of evil or the idea of spirits like just ransack your life and just leave you in this state of constantly looking over your shoulder and and i think you just need something anchored and to really hold on well and i would challenge like if you don't feel comfortable with the idea of the devil i would really look into it and i feel like most people wouldn't tell you that but i'm definitely at a place on kind of the other side of that where i did ask myself that question and i feel i mean I'm really like I'm freed from that idea that like demons will torment my life. And that was a huge part of my adolescence was really that mental. It was, it was a mental torment of like what would happen. So I don't know. No, I would, I would totally agree with you. Like I, like I said earlier, I, I did go through a time where I, I thought about it yeah. and I think it was, it was worth the time put in of like just thinking what it would mean and mm-hmm. and how it affects everything else in my life and and i just decided like okay well i i think it does exist yeah i do okay. think that it kind of opened my eyes to to not locking it into one entity though you know oh, i was like good. maybe maybe it could be to lucifer yeah maybe lucifer 
is British and is actually Lucifer. I mean, he must be British. Oh, the Brits always ruining everything. Oh, Britain. <laughs> the lakes of fires and whatnot. Oh, with the Loch Ness Monster. Anyways. The Loch Ness Monster is definitely a demon. Right. I feel like we've gone way over than we usually do, but that's okay. We do, yeah. We are, what? <laughs> we do. We just had a stroke. <laughs> We, we do. do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, well, you know, let us know what you guys think of uh, this combo. I feel like we didn't, we definitely didn't, there wasn't like a destination to this conversation. It was very much a, like, let's just throw it on the table. We haven't mix disagreed it up, on anything in a while, so this was a good conversation. I wouldn't even say we disagree. I mean. Not necessarily, but, you know. We like definitely had not... different viewpoints, but it wasn't like when we talked about transgender. I was like, Mathis. <laughs> I will Wait fight you from the other Wait side of the states. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I really get involved in the conversation, please. That would be great. I mean, I'd love to hear like if you didn't grow up in a Christian background, kind of what evil looks like for you. Um, yeah, because I feel like ours is definitely defined by Christian tradition. Yeah, um, definitely. So it'd be cool to hear what someone else grew up with and what you have found to be true in your life today i concur indubitably <laughs> okay well then let's end it okay um if you want to send us an email we will yes. gladly look at it and <laughs> flip a coin on whether we will respond to it on the podcast or not i mean i think JK we kidding. always have so far <laughs> like a hundred percent yeah i think you're right for the most part I just, we like I just don't want to give them that I mean, satisfaction right now. Oh, well then, we may or we'll may not. We'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at hello and ado at gmail.com. That's eight. Well, wow, I did have a stroke. That's H-E-L-L-O-A-N-D-A-D-I-E-U at gmail.com. Did you check my spelling? Because I was like. <laughs> I think you did it right. Okay. It's hello and ado. I don't know what's going on. That's a sign. That we need to stop. It's though. the demon inside you. Yeah, he's like, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> he's controlling me. Um, oh, you can hit us up on Twitter as well. That's hello true. And to do. At hello and to do. Um, rate, subscribe, review us on mm-hmm. iTunes. We would love that. Please and do. People can find us, and that would be yes. good. That would be good. All right. Until All right, next Mathis. time. Yes. Adieu. 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 I do to you.